Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Our American Stories, and as you know, some of our favorite stories and some of your favorite stories on this show are redemption stories, comeback stories about people who turn their lives around, which brings us to our next story. It comes from the documentary The Father I Never Knew, a movie that tracks the lives of former gang members that were raised without a positive father figure, which you can find on Amazon Prime. The director, Don Albert, graciously gave us the interviews to tell these stories. And now we bring you the story of Carlos Colon. I was born in Chicago, Illinois, in Humble Park. From the 70s on through the 90s, it was pretty drastic. Growing up with a single mom, um, you know, the gangs was pretty bad in the neighborhood and um, poverty was at its worst. I, I would think about it. Now I think about my upbringing and 
it was a lot of empty lots, so there wasn't no playgrounds. It was just empty lots, no, you know, where no buildings were and where they used to be. So a lot of times, you know, we turn to the streets and, you know, you come from a dysfunctional home where you see drug abuse from uh, different men in my mom's lives and domestic abuse. Uh, I, I turned to the streets. I spent most of my life in prison from juvenile on through my adulthood. Single mother, never knew my dad, poor, and my mom was in two abusive relationships, so that had its toll. I was missing uh, the father's love, you know, for his son, and not only that, but a complete family, something, you know, a father's supposed to be, you know, sense of security, he's supposed to be the one to provide, and, and we didn't have that in my house. So I never knew what it was like to grow up a man, I pretty much was playing the guessing game and going off of uh, a lot of bad examples in my life ahead of me. And so, the streets were my father. In my teen years, I joined a gang, you know, and I clung to that. And what attracted me to the gang was actually just the unity. We all had something in common. A lot of us were miserable. We had uh, no fathers in our lives, and so, it's like a pack of dogs, you know, they, we, we hung together and we clung together and life spiraled real fast. We would steal a car in the city, a beat up car, go to O'Hare Airport and look for a nice car, something with, with rims and, and um, speakers and sound system and we would try to bring it back to Chicago and sell it. So we were doing this for a while now and we got caught. And when they caught us, it seemed like they were investigating. So there was like six or seven cars that they charged us with, which trust me, we did take. But I ended up going, uh, fighting the case out as best I can. And I ended up getting probation. The rules were too much for me. I couldn't handle it. They had house arrests and I had to do all these crazy things just to stay out of jail, which I violated. So I eventually ended up going to juvenile detention center, which is like juvenile prison. And that's where I spent a lot of time in and out of until, you know, I got out at about, I think I was 17 when I got out. So from 15 to 17, I spent most of my time in and out of juvenile detention. And once I went into juvenile, I was being trained for when I got out to be worse. We were a small gang. So by being a small gang, we had more to prove than these big gangs. You know, it's not like, oh, you know, we were well established in, in Chicago. No, we were a small gang. We had one corner, and in that corner, it was only, if there was 50 of us, which some people might think 50 is a lot of people, but there's hundreds and thousands of gangs out here. There could be no war going on, because a lot of times we'll go into war and we'll fight with each other. I remember I would be driving with my buddies and we would see someone's car and we'd say, hey, that's so-and-so's car from this neighborhood. And it's someone we don't like. And we would already know, okay, his car's parked here. Tomorrow or tonight in the late night, we're gonna burn his car. And um, we would burn cars, break windows, um, even to the point where sometimes we would go to other neighborhoods and jump out on people and jump them and act like we were a different gang just because, we, for the thrill of it, because we wanted to instill damage. And I would say even at 20, it got to the point where now, if we could catch you, 
but no one was around and there, we had a gun on us, we would actually try to kill you. You know, We would see if we could get away with it or at least shoot you or something without you knowing it was us. That's how bad it was, you know, it got, it just escalated from, you know, stealing cars in my life to knives, bats, guns, and murder eventually. And I remember getting into a shootout with somebody, getting away, telling a friend of mine about it. And um, after I spoke to him about it, shortly afterwards, they came back. I got shot. I got shot in the hand and in the leg, and I did about a month or two in the hospital recovering. And during that time, the war was still going on. Pretty much it started because I got shot. My buddy got killed. So that took its toll on me too. You know, he's a friend of mine who, he, his dad passed away and got killed. So he grew up without a father. And so I was bringing him up into the gangs and next thing you know, he's dead. So I felt that was my responsibility. And I wanted to take, I wanted revenge. You know, for so much, it was like just a pot of so much boiling and brewing and I wanted to get revenge. So I got out of the hospital and, and you know, when I got shot, I got shot because I ran out of bullets. So I didn't want that to happen no more. And I remember um, saying, well, I'm gonna buy two guns and, and I'll keep one on me. And, and when I'm walking with somebody, I let them hold the other one just to be safe. And as I was healing and recuperating and, you know, I couldn't run, I was still walking with a cane, um, I ran into one of the guys who was involved in my shooting. I shot him five times and um, shortly afterwards they pronounced him dead at the hospital and um, the cops were looking for me. And it's funny because um, he was his only witness, but what happened was the cops actually grabbed one of the guys from my neighborhood and um, instead of being a stand-up guy, he actually ratted me out. And so once I knew that the cops were looking for me, uh, it was over with for me. I had to leave the neighborhood. Chicago wasn't an option no more. So I fled and I ended up from, you know, to Ohio, to Florida, Puerto Rico, Ohio, back to Florida for about, about 11 months I was a fugitive. I was working at this, uh, furniture warehouse under a different name. I just made the union and everything, so I was meeting a lot of people, the big wigs from the warehouse, corporate. And I remember my supervisor walking up to me with, with this man, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm gonna meet another supervisor. And when I shook his hand, he actually was a Orlando police officer that the extradition came over, and they actually, the warrant came, and they arrested me there. Um, and then the Chicago police came and got me and took me back to Chicago. And uh, it wasn't easy because I had a, a child on the way myself from a previous uh, relationship. And so this will be my first, my firstborn, it was my son. That was crazy because I grew up without a father. Knowing who my real father was, I found out he grew up without a father. And now I'm gonna have a son who's gonna grow up without a father. And I wanted, I didn't want that to happen. So that's pretty much how I ended up getting caught because I tried to keep a relationship with him. And you're listening to Carlos Colon and my goodness, as he said about life in Humboldt Park in Chicago, from the 70s to the 90s, it was pretty drastic. What a tragic story thus far. When we come back, more of Carlos Colon's story 
here on Our American Stories. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER this is it your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in our lives, big ones and small ones. If we keep them bottled up, Boy, that can be a real problem. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I know people who've profoundly benefited from therapy, learning everything from coping skills to setting boundaries in their life. You don't have to have experienced major trauma to benefit from therapy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's safe. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com OAS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com OAS. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash O-A-S.
And we continue with our American stories and Carlos Colon's story. He had joined a Chicago gang at a young age, killed a man, and was on the run from the cops. Let's get back to Carlos with the rest of his story. They sentenced me to do 20 years in prison. I had to do 20 years straight. You know, during that first 10 years, all I would think about is trying to uh, occupy my time, try to make it up the hill and over the hill to get home. And, you know, we would make homemade wine and, and smuggle in drugs and smoke reefer and, or weed, however you want to call it. And I remember when I was 12, I want to make sure that you guys know this. When I was a kid, I got saved. I found Jesus. The problem was I would go home and Jesus was not preached to me because my home was domestic abuse, drug violence, and so we were poor. It wasn't like God was in the house. But no seed returns void. So the seeds were in me. I get to prison and, you know, they say blessings and curses come out the mouth. And I would always speak these curses like, if I ever see this one person, I'm going to try to kill him. I'm going to try to do this and that. And one of them was the guy that actually killed a friend of mine, my buddy, Fredo. And he ended up in the same prison as me. And like, he was in a big gang, but his gang turned on him. And now the numbers are in my favor. So I wanted this guy and we got into a big fight, just me and him. And it got really bad where we ended up going to segregation, which is like a prison in the prison. And um, he actually witnessed to me, believe it or not. He actually shared the word with me. And you know, I didn't take him as serious, but no seed returns void, so the seeds were planted again. So that's when I said, enough is enough. You know, I just wanted something different. You know, I talked about the void in my life. Well, you know, I went to prison with a void in my life. I figured it out. I realized it. It was Jesus. I was missing God in my life. Even though he was always there, I never willingly recommitted myself to him. I I never willingly said, okay, Lord, I need you to go through this with me. You know, I needed him as my father. I was looking for a father, and, and he was always the one. So I remember making a prayer in segregation, and I started praying, and I asked God, listen, Lord, I know I'm in trouble. I know I'm going to go to a worse prison. I'm not trying to give you one of these prayers where if you get me out of this, I'll be good, because... A lot of times we say that prayer and and it's never the case. I just ask God to go with me and to, you know, watch over me and to surround me with believers and to make it where I can convince my wife to change her life and I can have a home at home when I get home ready for me, a, a church waiting on me. And, you know, I wanted to totally change my life. I just wanted to turn away from who I was and um, become something new. And so that started the next 10 years, which were the best 10 years of my life in prison. I was able to not only recommit my life to the Lord, but you know, God was preparing me to come home. I, I, was, I was raised with bitterness and, and rage and anger and God was showing me the root of it. And God reminded me that if you want to be truly forgiven, and I've done some things, I was in jail for murder, that if you really want to be forgiven, you have to forgive. And so that's when I was saying, okay, Lord, I release that unto you. 
show me how to forgive. And so no longer am I mad at the abusive men in my mother's life or my mom for the way she raised me, even though times were tough, you know, she probably could have learned how to do things better. The past is the past. So I got to the point in my life where I said, okay, no more bitterness, no more anger, no more rage. Let's, let's fill that with peace and joy and uh, happiness. And I was hoping that he can make a way in my life, you know, to be forgiven by the families that I had took their son away, their brother away, their father away. You know, that was my prayer for the next 10 years. God was really spiritually getting me ready and motivating me for life outside of prison, a new life. There was this one man, I remember he was bold. His name was William Flores. And I would see him lead Bible studies and you know, I knew, okay, God sent me here to meet this man. And you're gonna always run into to people in your life at certain times in your life that were a real influential. And this was a key moment, because this was the beginning. And it looked like I was gonna become a closet Christian. I seen his boldness, I needed that boldness. And I know what boldness was about because in my life before Christ, I was always trying to be bold. So I seen this boldness, true boldness, by the way, no shame in speaking about Jesus. And I started attending his Bible studies whenever we would get recreation time. And I started picking his ear and he would pray with me and teach me things of the Bible. And we would have prison Bible studies where people from outside of the prison would come in and, and freely spend time, voluntarily, by the way, fellowship with us, share the word with us. And, and we even had a Spanish preacher that would come and be bilingual and speak the word in English and Spanish just so more people could attend his Bible studies. These are people who had different personalities and they fed into my heart, into my life, where now I could pick their brains and figure out how to install these good qualities in my life, in my walk, when I come home. Now, I'm back in Chicago and I work for my church. Not only do I work for my church, I'm in the same community that I did damage in. I remember going to Manny Mills in Glen Ellen. It's called Radical Time Out. And it's a time where everyone gets together and they pray radically. It's a place where they can pray and fellowship together and break bread together and hear the word together, worship together. And I remember going that, you know, I had to go there, it's a must. I went there and I've been going there every chance I get and I gave my testimony there. And remember I had spoke about forgiveness and I wanted God to restore what the enemy had broken. And shortly after my testimony, I spoke to Neftali, who he's pretty much Manny Mills right hand man. And uh, I found out that somebody was there giving their testimony who happened to be Nelson Vargas the father of the man that I killed. And I spoke to Neftali about that and, and I let him know, hey, you know, you just had a man here recently and he just gave his testimony. I, I want you to know that that's the man whose son I killed. And Neftali went and through prayer, he spoke to Nelson and he set up a meeting where we met at Midwest Church with Pastor David and um, him and his family met me and my wife and he forgave me. 
you know, and this is something that was in my heart for the last 10 years in prison. Not only did he forgive me, but we have a relationship and he's wonderful, you know, and he tells me now I'm your father, you know, now you're my son, he tells me. And knowing that I killed this man's son, he would say that. And, and I think we both are embracing that, that relationship that's going to grow and mature and nurture between him and I and, and both our families, actually, you know, and so... I thank God because nothing is impossible for the Lord and, you know, if he can restore this between me and Nelson, just imagine what else he's going to do, you know. Since I've been out, I work for my church now and I'm working on trying to visit the prisons as well because I want people to see life beyond the walls but how it's possible through Christ, you know, to maintain a relationship with him and to have a life after jail, you know, other than prison. I want people to see hope. I don't deserve nothing, but God is good that he's given me. So I've been involved with my church now, working for the church. I do maintenance for my church, and um, it's actually me and one more guy. We have all these properties that we have to maintain, and I didn't know nothing about construction and plumbing, and, and my boss, Joey, he's, he's the best. He's younger than me, and he's a great teacher. That's Jesus, you know, and so I've learned a lot. My life now is just trying to live for the Lord, but be better than who I was. And I'll never make up for all the wrong that I've done, but at least we can make a difference today and every chance that we can get from now on, you know, we can try. So that's what I'm going for right now in my life. And what a story, and special thanks as always to Joey Cortez for getting this story and getting it out to you, and a special thanks to Carlos Colon for telling this story, and for Don Albert graciously sharing these interviews. The name of his movie is The Father I Never Knew, and go to Amazon. Watch it with your family and friends, whatever your religious beliefs. This is his testimony, and it's his story, and it's countless tens, if not hundreds of thousands of inmates, and that God turned their life around. The story of so many young men and women without dads roaming the streets here on Our American Stories. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 